Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. The Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and we're here today to talk about the latest pre-season match which has ended Celtic 2, Blackburn Rovers 2, we spoke about the game back in 94, we won that 1-0, go from Willie Faulkner but today it was um, a share of the spoils, let's have a wee chat about the entire game, um, I get the fact that there was a raft of changes by Celtic, it can often you know, damage the groove um, and it looks as though it did interrupt Celtic's kind of flow in that second half and it was a much poorer second half 
than first. So let me know your thoughts on the game in its entirety. We'll bring up as many comments as possible. Stephen Sloan, my only concern pre-season is the seven goals we've conceded in our last three games. This is something we actually mentioned before the game kicked off, Stephen, in the the pre-match, the second version of the pre-match, where I asked the question, is that a concern? Over the last two games, as it was at the time, Legia Warsaw, of course, 3-3, and Banakostrava 4-2. Was that a concern, losing the five? We've gone into this game, and within 21 seconds, we've lost another. And in the second half, from directly from free kick, we've lost, as you say, the seventh goal in three. Is it a concern? Let us know in your comments. I think um, if I was uh, the case for the defence, Stephen, I would suggest that there's been a lot of changes. Sometimes uh, the entire defence is getting changed at half-time. That is my defence to that particular concern, although I did bring it up at the beginning of the game, so I'm not writing it off for sure. Um, And here we go. We're moving into um, Stephen Holmes coming in on the YouTube channel. They're all wanting cheers like the the Jota uh, injury. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we'll come back to Jota because uh, there was a moment of skill that was worth the admission fee alone, and um, I'm going to ask you your your uh, your memories of other moments that uh, were worth the admission fee. I think uh, back to Maravchik against Hart and Midlothian, where he controlled the ball with his backside. Remember that? Um, there's been a few over the years, and Jota served one up there. Um, I remember watching when we were. First linked with, with Jota, um, like everybody else, you're getting onto YouTube, you're looking at the showreels and there was a lot of content of Jota playing for the uh, the B team, uh, Benfica's B team, um, who of course are in the, the um, Portuguese pyramid. And there were some skills that were absolutely breathtaking. And I remember watching them thinking, yes, but, you know, it's in the lower divisions, etc. Um, but he did something today at Celtic Park, which was off the scale. Let me know your thoughts on his uh, overall performance and also memories of anything else you remember, the showboating element of Celts from the past, the one I've thrown into the mix was uh, your man Lubo Maravchik, uh, who I think was at the game the other night, actually. Let's bring in Tosh Koglu Jr. Malone. Your man Lowell is a bomb scare. Dumpling, hopeless case. Hope that's the last we see of him. That's a bit harsh, is it not? I mean, he's a player who I think has impressed in this pre-season. Um, he won the, the Player of the Year last year for the Bees. Uh, he was signed from Watford. He'd been playing for the under-23s there, of course, signed directly as a B-team player, um, similar to uh, Kenny and Joey Dawson, um, who came in from Stiger Rovers and Scunthorpe. So I think you're being a wee bit harsh there. What does everybody else think? Uh, Johnny Ryan thinks he was shocking. Are we being a wee bit harsh here on the 19-year-old, um, who, by all intents and purposes, is a third choice? If you think about um, the two first ha- first choice rather centre halves, and Cameron Carter Vickers and Starfelt think anyone breaking into that partnership will be doing particularly well this season. Um, of course, Starfield's injured at the moment, so Stephen Welsh steps up. And I think that Julienne and Welsh are your second picks. And then you're moving into the realms of Lowell and Wayne Fit, maybe even uh, Dane Murray. But uh, yeah, are we being a wee bit harsh on him? Um, I don't think he was all that bad. And I think he's done pretty well um, in the previous games as well. But what we're all about particularly in a post-match, is bringing up as many opinions as possible so that everybody else that's tuning in 
can disagree or agree. Greg McVeigh isn't talking about Lowell uh, or Lowell, but is talking about James Forrest. And he reckons, Greg, that uh, Forrest is finished. The sooner this show starts calling it out, the better. I love the fact that there's a green love heart there because obviously um, you're just giving us your view on James Forrest. And I think when he was given his um, extension, I was one of the guys that wasn't calling it out because I thought he should have been given his extension. But it's all up for debate, isn't it? Um, he was given an extension, which probably will keep him to the um, kind of latter part, if not the end of his Celtic career. He's uh, entering a period where he'll be entering the 500 club He's uh, 400 and odd appearances, so only a dozen players have made 500 or more competitive appearances for Celtic. James A. Forrest is on his way to making that. Of course, he replaced Abada, who I think is undoubtedly the first choice on the right-hand side. Can James Forrest still do a job for Celtic? And if so, what is that job? I don't expect him to be playing 40, 50, 60 games like um, Callum McGregor. I don't expect that at all. I think the injuries in the last couple of campaigns have definitely played a part um, in Forrest's play changing. Um, I think back to some players who whose game, not entirely, but his game was built up uh, very much on pace and I think James is one of those players. And one of the examples I would use uh, from Celtic's past is probably Mark Burchill. Remember the electrifying pace he had when he broke into the Celtic first team, he looked a real find. He looked as though he was going to be the best goal scorer that we'd had at the club coming through the ranks for some time. Didn't happen. And uh, a big part of that, I believe, was down to that that uh, you know that instantaneous burst of speed that he had. And I think James Forrest had that. I think players like Mike alone had that and lost that. Um, is he able to adapt his game? Is James able to adapt his game so that he's still... Um, a part of the squad I mean he's been given the contract he's going to be a part of the squad is he as Greg McVeigh says finished let me know your thoughts if you haven't done so already give us a thumbs up on the YouTube video get subscribing to the channel we will be going out as we have done over the last two years every match day uh, before half time and post match even if it means I can't go to the game I know people criticise you for that but the reason I'm not at the game is because I'm doing this uh, uh, on the channel so make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel we have a lot going on and um, we've got a big announcement coming up we're not going to be able to make it yet there's a few details to be clarified but it is all involved in the charity weekender now over the last two years we've done a charity weekender on Axom but over the last three years we've been raising cash and uh, we're right up there at the 80 grand mark over the three years We've got a big charity fundraiser in Leith in August, which I'll tell you a wee bit about later on, involving the brilliant Glas Vegas, um, whose frontman James obviously is a Celtic fan. And I interviewed Glas Vegas a couple of weeks ago. The interview will be on the channel tomorrow night. Um, and, uh, you know, we're raising cash there. We're hoping to push our fundraising up to 85k after the August uh, all there. And then in December for the charity weekender, we hope to push the total over a hundred grand. And the uh, beneficiary of the weekender will again be St Mary's. There will be a few others as well, but we'll announce them closer to the time. Um, Videt Dixon back for concerning second half, and now Ralston 
injury too. Yes, Ralston, as Tommy Boyd said in the in the commentary, he doesn't go down um, for nothing, does he, Tony Ralston, the bricky? A big part of his game is his physicality. Um, and I think you saw that when he was getting in, stuck into the challenges uh, Blackburn had in the first half. Uh, gone in a wee bit hard, I think, and uh, Ralston was certainly letting them know that um, they uh, were in a game when Tony Ralston was on the park. Tony Cassidy delighted not to have attended today. Um, it did look as though um, there were a few green seats. Um, and I think that when we are looking at the upcoming game on Wednesday night, against uh, Legia Warsaw and then the following game against Norwich what we might see is a continuation of this uh, rotation, uh, obviously Ange Postacoglu wants to get as many minutes and as many legs as he possibly can um, we've probably seen the the better um, Celtic performance in the first half as a result of that um, set pieces, we spoke about them at half time we spoke about the fact that we'd actually scored from the set piece, O'Reilly, Kyogo heading it down. I believe it was Kyogo. I think it was, it was Kyogo winning the header. Um, and then the finish by Jota. But we have criticised Celtic in the past about set pieces. This was a direct free kick, of course. Um, yes, I think it was sloppy. And you know you know this, I don't want to give Seagrass a hard time because I think he made uh, at least three decent saves in the second half when he was brought in. We spoke about the fact that Joe Hart hadn't really had a challenge. Will Seagrass give him that challenge? I think he'll give him more of a challenge than Scott Bain or anyone else at the club. Um, another point coming in from Grayson Heseldon. Welcome to the show. Only judging the first 65, I thought we were excellent. After that, it was about time and legs for the fringe players. And I think you do take that into consideration when we're talking about uh, the game as a whole, the lineup that started that game, I thought, did particularly well, other than the loss of that goal within the first 21 seconds. But then when all the changes happen, you know that they're necessary. You want to get game time in players like McCarthy and Julien, and you want to get game time in, in the legs of some of the younger players like Vata and like Lawal. And I think you've been a wee bit unfair. It's not to be confrontational. I just think you've been a wee bit unfair on uh, Lawal um, and his performance. What did you think? Um, I think that we need to get these mistakes out of the way um, and you need to get them out of the way when there really is nothing riding on the outcome of the game. I, I think back to the pre-season of last season. Who did we play again? Uh, West Ham, Preston. And I thought that in those games, we looked miles off it. We looked absolutely miles off it. And in particular, the West Ham game, if you go back to that, the, the post-match, I was pretty concerned at that stage, thinking that, um, you know, we'd thrown Ange Postacoglu in far too deep, too late on. It was going to take weeks and weeks for him to get the uh, the squad and the, the, the team playing together the way he wanted them to play. Um and proved us wrong. I know that it took him a few weeks, but that looked that six-two game looked as though we were miles away. Um, and I think that uh, if there was any any doubts whatsoever that uh, uh, Barkas was going to have a future at Celtic, they were absolutely diminished 
that day because he was dreadful that day. Forrest has got no legs left, sad to see, but he's not good enough, I'm afraid, says Vidette Dixon. Does anyone disagree with that? Um, Ange obviously does. He's given him a contract, quite a lengthy contract. As I say, it might take him into the, certainly into the latter part of his career. He might end up finishing his career at Celtic. Um, Will McMillan, I'm seeing a lot of comments bemoaning some of the performances of the players uh, Bernabe, Lawal and Julian looked pretty awful we need a centre back of quality I don't disagree with the fact that we need a centre back I think what's happened there is Julian's move breaking down albeit it was a loan deal we knew that there was the uh, permanent move at the end of that there was an obligation to take the player on permanently um, and whilst that move broke down I think that everything else was put on hold we weren't going to bring in another centre half when we've got Julian in there on big wages you remember the transfer fee that we paid for him he's on big wages at Celtic and we won't be making that change I don't think um, can we make do with Welsh and Julian until such times that uh, we move Julian on um, I think there is a drop down in standard. I'm not disagreeing with that, Will. What's your thoughts been on Burnaby so far? I said after the game the other night that it finally looked as though he had um, slotted in to the uh, inverted fullback role. I thought going forward today, he looks very good offensively. Um, but I, th- I think some of the concerns that were made about him coming in were that in terms of his physicality, he was very similar in, in stature uh, to Greg Taylor. And some of the, the concerns that uh, Axon viewers had about Taylor was that, and in particular in Europe, was that he didn't have that physical presence. He was knocked off the ball too easily. Do you have the same concerns about Burnaby as a defender? I think offensively, he looks very clever on the ball. I think, again, there's been a couple of occasions... This preseason, where he almost got on the score sheet, he looks very handy going forward. It's the defensive part of the game at the moment that I'm thinking um, he needs to prove he has uh, got the quality defensively. I'm not concerned. I've got to say, I'm not concerned about Lowell. Am I giving him too much of a free, a free ride here? Uh, possibly because he's 19, and I think that we've got to give players time. But again, Julian, I'm not convinced. I think that he checked out. And once you've checked out, um, and what I mean by that is, he had almost accepted that he was away. He was, he was, uh, you know, posting pictures on social media. Love it or love it is a part of modern football that players will do that. Um, and he did that on a flight, on his way out. It would appear, uh, but the move broke down. Had he checked out, how difficult is it for a player? when they've checked out uh, to get back into the fold, are they able to? Have we seen a situation in the past where that's happened? Um, because I don't even think you can use Ralston as an example because one thing about Tony Ralston, he never ever checked out. And, um, you know, he was always waiting in the wings for his chance. The chance came and he has absolutely embraced it. Can Julien get back into this groove of being a player that can contribute to Angie's team. Um, now, Les Watts comes in. As I say, I want to bring in as many of your comments as possible. I understand wanting to see him play the squad, but what's the point if it's disjointed? Maybe play different teams for whole games. Yeah, I totally get that, Les. And in particular, when you're playing at home, and we've made a, a big deal, I think, during the week about the homecoming. We're coming back to Celtic Park. It's the first game back at the stadium. And you want to see... 
you know, the fluidity of the team. You want to see it clicking into place. Will we see more of that on Wednesday night? Um, I, I've got to say, I think the first couple of games you probably expect, even the, the you know the start of eleven to change at half time. You, you kind of expect that. And on one occasion, the only player that played a full ninety was um, Osazi Uragidi. Probably because Ralston and Juranovic weren't fit, he was our only option at right back. So, yeah, I think in the early games, but now we're four games in, I'm asking the question, will we see less of that, Les, maybe on Wednesday night for the Leisure-Warsaw game? What's the situation, actually, with the the ticket, the, the ticketing debate? Um, there seemed to have been a breakdown between the fans and the pricing, um, obviously, between uh, the normal price of a ticket to go and watch Legia Warsaw and uh, the ticket price for the Arthur Boric game. Uh, we're talking about individual acts of brilliance and, and uh, let's come back to a wee bit of positivity. We've seen something by Jota on the, the 53rd minute and uh, it's in the notes here with the asterisks. It was fantastic to watch and I've, I've asked the question um, what other occasions have you seen a, a piece of skill where you think that was worth the attendance fee alone um, that was worth the ticket price because today when you see Jota doing that uh, you think to yourself we have got a real entertainer on our hands haven't we um, Stevie G Stevie J not Stevie G what am I thinking about Stevie J anyway Stevie G was always a Celtic fan read Mandy Lynch book for proof of that uh, the goalie as sweeper experiment minimal benefit high risk what do you think of that because I think it happens on a regular basis and it goes under the radar because it's part of the the movement across the, the back four and then Joe Hart comes into it and in the second half Seagrass Kemp comes into it and they find the goalkeeper finds himself in the centre circle and um, it's unspectacular you know you don't see the defence splitting pass coming from the goalie or rarely from uh, the centre halves so I get what you mean Steve sometimes it can go under the radar uh, but I think it's all about the press it's all about ensuring that you've got the opposition team um, and today Blackburn were pressed into their own half and I think that's what it's all about you don't want them to be sitting um, you know, in the final third um, even though I think in the first half they tried their best to press and it, it was quite clear from me John Dal Thomason who I think uh, many Celtic fans like uh, for obvious reasons I think he had sent his players out to get in front of Joe Hart to stop him from getting the play underway quickly you know you just need to look back not all that long ago where a goalkeeper had the ball took his time and then hoofed it up the park it allowed the opposition uh, to regroup and for years and years no one really analysed um, the benefits or lack of of doing that Celtic now playing a certain way where it's all about Joe Hart or Seagrass getting the ball back into play ASAP you see it where goal kicks for example where the ball boys have been drilled get the ball back to the goalie get the ball playing you, you very rarely see Joe Hart uh, pinging a, a bye kick up the park it's normally still within the area still within the box he plays it to a centre half and you saw the Blackburn players on two occasions at least um, you know, actually standing in front of Joe Hart and they should have been booked. One of them, in fact, was Seagrist. Should have been booked. I think only one of them got the... Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. 
Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct-to-consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Um, so please get involved in the uh, comments field. I will be throwing out some suggestions, some questions. Alan Robertson was frustrated by the last 20 minutes. And John Bosas, in fact, thinks the whole second half was poor um, as well. So let me know your thoughts. We've got Will McMillan coming back in. Burnaby looks like he doesn't understand the system at present. Now, I, I was saying that I thought he played pretty well in the inverted fullback role. Um, what my concern is at the moment, if there is a concern, and I'm, I'm not throwing it out there because, I mean, he, he's new to the game, he's new to the party, he's new to Angie's um, style of play and intensity of play. Um, does he understand the system? How long did it take for our fullbacks to understand the system? Did Greg Taylor understand it straight away or did he have a better second half to the season? I think um, Tony Ralston probably clicked in there pretty quickly when he came to uh, get the first team run that he's enjoying. Juranovic, let's think about Juranovic's early performances um, and some of the criticisms in his final ball, for example, or where he was finding himself in the final third out of position. Took him a wee while, didn't it, to, to understand the system. And it may well be that uh, Burnaby is just going through that transition where he's trying to understand the system. Um, Michael McDonald, did Louisville score from a corner against St Johnston or did I dream that? Well, I'll tell you what, he certainly was capable, Michael. And there's enough statos in the in the comment section who will tell us whether or not he did. And I think that um, when we think about some of the great moments of the past, Patsy Gallagher um, grabbing the ball between his uh, the heels of his his football boots and and doing a a, a front flip or something over the goalie. Um, I'm pretty sure they were playing Falkirk at the time. Charlie Tolly scoring directly from a corner, getting told to retake it and doing it again. Uh, these magical moments, and I think Maravchik have already mentioned uh, trapping the ball with his backside today. Jota, I think last season there was a moment against Dundee United where there was a a ball that Jota had no right to keep in the park, but he managed to keep it in, in mid-flight. He brings the ball down and he just stops. And the, the crowd started applauding. It was a great moment. And uh, I want to actually labour that point because there's a lot of comments coming in about some of the, the poorer performances and indeed the team performance in the second half. But David uh, Canavan comes in. It was a good workout. And I think that... Um, Angie's post-match will be talking about the workout. It will be talking about the fact that uh, we're in a process here that um, let's compare where we were a year ago and some of the performances we had in the pre-season games. Yeah, Blackburn, they're a championship side in, in England. Um, but I think that, you know, we weren't at full strength. We didn't keep our strongest team on the park. And, you know, we did seem to have a disjointed look about us due to the amount of changes 
that we had in the second half. Thomas Lynch, it was a good workout for the boys. Um, and I think that Andrew's going to be looking at it from that uh, perspective as well. Let's have a look to see what Videt Dixon, you've been pretty prolific um, in the comments. Get Julian away as soon as possible. Lowell is needing a loan away. Listen, I don't disagree with that, but I think what will happen is we'll wait. Both of those moves will probably happen if and when we bring in a centre half. So if we get Julian out on loan, it's going to be hard to get a permanent deal. Um, as the last broken down deal proved, you're probably going to have to get him out on loan. Um, you can extend that deal. I think it's already extended with, with Julien so that we can make the move permanent at the end of the loan deal. A try before you buy. It's going to be the same with the likes of Barkas, of course, Sorrow. These guys have been out of, out of form or out of the team entirely. A Jetty's another one. For someone to come in and spend money, that's why I was a bit surprised, actually, that the Bolling Golly deal happened um, and it was permanent. Uh, I've not had a chance to talk about Bolling Golly, um, but you've got to look at the recruitment of uh, Celtic's uh, recruitment team and you've got to look at the performance not only of those coming in but the work that's been done behind the scenes and, and moving players on so you look at um, the, the players that we've got in question so Ball and Golly, Barkas, Sorrow Ajeti and you ask yourself you know, how difficult is it going to be to get a suitor in to get them to make a permanent move for these players is Julien part of that that group probably when you think about the lack of game time that he's had in a competitive stage you know you've had an appearance against Wraith Rovers in the cup that's it plus a few of these um, these games here in, in pre-season to get Julian away ASAP I think you're looking at a loan deal I think if that happens we will have someone lined up to come in at centre half and then we'll run with that new signing plus Stephen Welsh as our uh, second in command if you like Lowell yeah absolutely needs a loan away is the fifth tier of Scottish football going to improve that player I don't think it will get him a loan deal away similar to the loan deals that we've uh, seen materialise for Montgomery for example who is playing in uh, at the same level that we expect him to come back and play at so I think that a good uh, and scales being another example at Aberdeen I'm a, a great advocate for getting players like that and Lowell um, to a club who are playing at the same level as us so last season at the beginning sorry two seasons ago now held he went to Ross County he performed very well um, he got a lot of interest unfortunately we lost the player get these guys out to the same level um, and then once they're coming back the transition is going to be a lot easier um, as well and I think Lowell should get a loan deal away uh, on your point Burnaby is still needing to get up to scratch yeah I think we will all agree with that he needs game time under his belt 100% uh, Jungle Lion I watched the game on Celtic TV but you're telling us at Premier Sport uh, knocking off the Green Brigade section volume uh, I've, I've got to say I've not been impressed with Premier Sport last season um, with their coverage Celtic TV uh, I love Tam Boyd to bits um, I was at his testimonial I, I think he's brilliant he's actually written the foreword to my latest book has Tom Boyd but his, his commentary obviously he's at the wind up in a 99% of the time but I would much rather listen to Tom Boyd than watch Premier Sport uh, that's for sure as well so get your points in yeah we're almost a half hour 
uh, into the post-match. And I think that uh, some of the predictions that we had earlier on were things like we're going to win this game 4-0, etc. Um, it didn't quite happen, did it? But what we're going to do is we're going to show you a couple of things that we've got coming up on the channel. Um, a Celtic State of Mind is hosted by A State of Mind. We have a studio in Dalkeith and uh, we stream all our bulletins and all our live games from the Dalkeith studio. We have tried uh, other options, but there's there's some red tape when it comes to uh, broadcasting from a radius of Celtic Park, which I wasn't aware of, um, and it's all to do with broadcasting deals, so we're not able to do that. Anybody who is doing it, um, I don't know if they're going to fall foul or uh, uh, indeed they care, um, but we're trying to keep on the right side of, of Celtic, of course, so we're not broadcasting from that radius of the park. We have looked at other options, um, but we simply can't do that at the moment, hence the reason why I'm in the studio. But let's have a look at some of the other things that we've got coming up, and it was very um, sad. Uh, as a massive Happy Mondays fan, I was very sad to learn of the, the untimely passing of Paul Ryder. Uh, just before that happened, we had uh, confirmation from Sean, uh, the main man um, of the Happy Mondays, that he was going to come and do an audience with myself. And we're going to be doing that at uh, Barrow's Art and Design on the 18th of November 2022. What the hell does that have to do with Celtic I hear you say, well you know what, you might be into music as well and if you want to come along and listen to one of the all time greats, Sean Ryder uh, he was called a poet by Tony Wilson and please do because um, I'll be asking the questions, it's £15 a head, we've tried to keep it as low as possible uh, because we know that in these testing times where Everything is going up other than our wages. Um, we want to keep our entertainment um, as low as possible. You might be saying, well, when's the, when's the next Axon night? When's the first Axon night? Um, watch this space. We have lots of plans. Um, not all music-related. Obviously, we will also have some Celtic uh, nights as well. Let's have a look at two of the other events that we have coming up as well. I mentioned earlier on that uh, Glass Vegas are on the channel on Sunday night. As you know, the front man, James Allen, at the front there, he is a big Celtic fan. He is an ex-footballer. He has played on the park at Celtic Park. And we've got Gla Glass Vegas uh, playing an acoustic set. That's in Leith. Again, 15 quid a ticket. All the links are on our social media. There are very few tickets left for this one. Um double digits, maybe single digits tickets left. So if you want to come along and watch Las Vegas in a very good venue, stripped down and acoustic, then please come along and support what it is we're doing. We, we are trying to support um, up-and-coming bands as well. So the final one I'm going to, to plug uh, this afternoon is... Something where Axon will be there, as will merchandise from a lot of Celtic fans um, who have sent us things like books and T-shirts and prints. We are going to be at St James's Quarter in Edinburgh on Saturday, uh, a week today. All day we're going to have acoustic sessions, we're going to have DJ sets, we're going to have Q&A panels with the likes of the Porno cast, for example. Porno being Irvin Welsh's book, um, indeed. So, David Carswell, um, Scott Kyle and Simon Weir will be coming for a QA. and I'll be hosting a QA. and Loads of merchandise books. Kevin Graham is going to be there. Some of the Axon team will be there. Come along and say hello if you haven't met us already. That is the shameless plugs over. What else can we bring up from the comment section? Let's keep it running for a, a wee while. We've got six or seven hundred of you tuning in. If you haven't done so already, get yourself on the YouTube channel. Like the video. Give us a thumbs up and also subscribe to the channel. Um, here we go. Tony 
Cassidy. Some great shows coming up, Paul. Good luck. Yeah, and of course we do have um, Axom shows in the mix, but we want to do them a wee bit differently. Um, coming up to the lockdown, I did a lot of live events for a number of promoters. Um, so if Axom are going to do it, we'll be doing it a wee bit differently um, rather than what we have seen and heard before. So keep your keep yourself um, tuned into our social media channels because everything we do will definitely be uh, on the channels. And Liam Devine, I'm going to leave the last word from Liam. Calm down, have some composure and find your teammate. When the players do that, they build the ball with not a problem. Joe Hart is an obvious issue. But Cameron Carter, Vickers and Starfield have supported them very well. I think when we talk about the partnership, it is that trio, isn't it? It's the triangle at the back of Joe Hart and the two in front of him. And I think they do work particularly well. And I think that the system works really well. Um, Also, there are some occasions where, and I've christened them heart and mouth moments, and I was writing them down and there was usually at least one every single game where you know Joe Hart found himself in a position of the park where we didn't want to see him. Um, we've obviously seen against, uh, 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 you know, the other night when we, we played our old foes, Rapid Vienna, uh, us selling the jerseys. And thank goodness it was a friendly game because we would have been livid had that happened in the Champions League or in any of the league games or any of the competitive games. So yeah, it's something that I think it's there if you're going to be playing this uh, particular style, it's a high-risk style, and that risk is always going to be there. But I think more often than not, you get the benefits of playing um, high up the park, pinning the opposition into their own half, and I think that's the whole idea behind it. Um, How will Seagrist adapt to that? Because obviously Seagrist um, came to our attention because he was such a great shot-stopper. But that's because Dundee United were under pressure a lot of the time, and in particular in the game against us, the games against us rather. Um, He's a great shot-stopper. Can he adapt his style, play with the ball at his feet, push up to the centre circle like we've seen him doing? I think so. Um, I've got to thank everybody um, for getting involved. Come on. They're not depressing, Las Vegas. They're not depressing. Um, I love Las Vegas. I'm a big fan. James Allen talks um, about Celtic a wee bit uh, tomorrow night, so get involved, Ridiculizer. Are Radiohead even depressive? I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, you listen to different types of bands for the different moods. I mean, would I be putting Radiohead on if I had my mates around them or kind of a party atmosphere? Of course I wouldn't. Uh, but there are moments where I love listening to Radiohead, particularly the first three albums. Uh, but we love a bit of the uh, musical chat, but I know that's not everybody's bag. Um, here we go. Robert Ingram, Benji will have to be first choice within six months. Um, do you think that's the case, Robert? Uh, that's a bold bold statement after the way that Joe Hart's turned his career around, how important he was, not only to his performances, but I think also to the wider squad. But let's be honest here, that's why uh, Benji was brought in, wasn't it? To push Hart, hopefully to another level. Uh, one thing I would say, that it wasn't part of the launches, but I'm loving the goalie tops as well. Magnet67, I'm your social worker. I'll tell you what, uh, strange, very quick story. Um, Geraldine used to sell the t-shirts uh, for Las Vegas. And I remember the first time I went to see them in Dunfermline, it was Geraldine that was selling the merch. So there you go. Um, a good friend of James's sister 
Denise, and she was the social worker that he wrote that song about. Um, maybe this is uh, key to the performance we've just seen from Celtic that we're talking about, Las Vegas and music. Um, you know that I love uh, a wee bit of uh, digression when I'm talking. But there we go. Uh, yeah, we're four games in. We've had two draws and two wins. The two draws, am I safe to say that we probably should have won both games? I think we should have. I think we should have uh, won both games. Uh, I'm going to bring this up without any um, explanation. Um, Lubo Maestro wrote for luck. Brilliant. R.I.P. Paul Ryder. Yeah, absolutely. Sean's wee brother passed away um, just the other day there and uh, yesterday. So it was a shock to everybody involved. And it'll be great to catch up with Sean in November when he comes to Glasgow. I'll be on the stage with him. I'll be asking the questions. It's something I love doing. I love interviewing. And um, it's something you'll see a lot more of on the channel, both with Celtic, Excels, um, those with a Celtic state of mind, and people who have got nothing to do with Celtic as well. Uh, Mappy, I love that comment. I'm not going to bring it up in case everybody thinks I'm stroking my own ego, but thank you very much for the positivity. I've got to say that um, we, go, we do get loads of positivity. Sometimes we focus too much on negativity and the comments that come in. Social media can be a very difficult place to, to live sometimes. That's why I don't live on there. I live in the real world and I tap into social media. Uh, but let's keep the positivity up because we're in a great place uh, as Celtic supporters. Axon provides... A brilliant community, um, a brilliant platform for people to come together. And I know that a lot of the, if not all of them on match day, can't get to the games here from all over the world. Get involved. Let's continue with this community. It's been brilliant to, to present today and over the last five years um, on a Celtic state of mind. We all share the same view and goals. We want what's best for Celtic. And that's when, even when it's a friendly game, we can find fault in some of the performances but I'm not writing off James A. Forrest yet and I'm not going to write off um, Lawal either uh, here we go Joe Porter i seen this coming up recently isn't Jason Denier available on a free I love Jason Denier um, there was an episode where Colin and I ran through our team of the decade we spoke about the, and by the way, what a team you could put together uh, because, you know, you're talking Fraser Foster and Kieran Tierney and the, the centre-halves for me were Jason Denier and Virgil van Dijk and I know he was only at Celtic for a year and it was under Ronnie Dyla and we won the league, etc. I'm not criticising Ronnie Dyla but it wasn't the best team but I thought Jason Denier was, was excellent and I wanted us to keep him at that time. I then thought that he made the wrong move when he ended up at Sunderland but obviously... His career has got back on track. He's performed particularly well at a high level, both internationally and domestically for Leon. Yes, he is available, but I don't think he would come, Joe. I really don't. I think the ship has sailed. He's one of the guys that's definitely used Celtic as a platform um, and he's went on to maybe in his mind bigger and better things. Not in my mind, um, but he might be looking at a move to, to England um, because he started off, of course, with, with Man City. didn't break through and his experience in England wasn't a great one with, with Sunderland. So, is he looking there? Would I take him? In a heartbeat, I would take him back. And I think that that's the kind of level of player that I would love to come in. Because what you're then doing is you're doing what Seagrass is doing to Hart, and you're doing it to Carter Vickers, and you're doing it to Starfield, and you're giving them some real... Were they really challenged last season by any of the players? I don't think they were. And uh, I think that... Um, when you do bring in the player, it brings everybody else up a level. So I'd love to see it happen, Joe. Is it possible? 
let's wait and see. Um, that ran over a wee bit, but that's to make up for the fact that uh, I messed up the, the technical side of the pre-match, so I'm going to keep this going um, until you guys are too bored. Um, Jason isn't for me, says Jamie Young. Is he actually still available? Is he a free agent? Because I think he's, a, he's an excellent player, um, and I don't think we've seen enough of him because... You know, he was only there for a season. I heard a few arguments saying that Van Dyke would have made uh, him look better. Listen, I know how good Van Dyke was, but I think in his own right, Jason Denier was excellent. Paul doesn't agree. He reckons it would be a step back, uh, can, can command more money elsewhere. But if he wanted it, I'd love to see him and Carter Vickers as a partnership. And again, he would need to break into the side, wouldn't he? Because we've got the best defensive partnership in Scottish football right now. Um, so he would need to come in and prove himself uh, as a first pick thank you every single one of you for getting involved uh, get subscribing to us on YouTube and we'll be back on Monday on the Monday Bulletin thank you all for supporting a Celtic state of mind phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.